your work week is over. The plant called and said, if you don't come in tomorrow, don't bother coming in Monday. Woohoo! Four-day weekend. This is The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Well, we're coming to you on Cinco de Mayo here, mate. Hey? How about it? Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. My name is Gorman. This is The Last Word, presented by our friends at FanDuel. Maytay coming up tonight. We're going to look at the NFL draft, you and I. We're going to discuss how that draft class is with this veteran roster, the mixing of the two. Yes, sir. We're also going to talk some eye-popping numbers. We have athletic freaks in this building, especially from the draft class. We'll go over that in a minute. We're going to be joined tonight by Dan Orlovsky, America's coach. I like to t- I like to call Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> I do. I mean, bro, I love watching him because he explains everything to the people that, you know, don't know the difference between a basketball and a football. So whatever he's doing on ESPN, he's <laughs> or, good. Or zone and man. That's about what that? I'm talking about. We have him here. We're going to talk with that and why he loves Anthony Richardson so much. He's been chirping about him for months. Also, we're going to talk to cornerback Darius Rush yeah, from the South rookie. Carolina, yeah. who's got a chance to get some playing time yes, this does. year. We're Wide gonna, open in the We're going to talk about that. He's another athletic freak. Big cornerbacks in the room now. Looks like a basketball team. Mate, last weekend the Colts drafted 12 players. It's the biggest draft class since the league went to a seven-round draft in 94 and the most since the Colts had 13 in the 12-round process in 1992. How about that, 12 rounds? Could you do that? No. I mean, you're, it's a tireless weekend Holy for you, my, brother. No way. 12 rounds. Could you imagine? That was only back in 92. All right, Anthony Richardson, he is headlining the class that Chris Ballard leaned heavily into mm-hmm. as far as physical traits and potential. This draft class has it while still addressing some team needs. Mate, impactful players, guys in this recent draft that can come in, make an impact, get on the playing field, and make their presence felt. How many you got? Man, it's obviously time's going to tell. I mean, this time next year, I think we'll have a pretty good idea. But I think, I think the top three players in this draft class can all contribute in a big way. I mean, that's my gut feeling, my early inclination on things. I mean, obviously the big question is whether or not Anthony Richardson will start the season at quarterback we got a long way to go for that, but I do think you're going to see him on the field at some point as the starting quarterback for this team in 2023. I do think Julius Brents, the second-round pick, the cornerback out of Warren Central High School in Kansas State, he's going to be in a good position to start. Now, he's battling a wrist injury that he's rehabbing from. He's going to be competing with Darius Rush, who you talked about, a cornerback early on. Colts drafted him in the fifth round. He's got some really good upside. Both guys are really big, tall uh, long cornerbacks who the Colts are prioritizing. Then Josh Downs at wide receiver as well. So the Colts, I think, addressed areas of need right off the bat at the top of the draft. Quarterback, cornerback, and then wide receiver. Those were their big areas of need roster-wise going into this draft. But I think the Colts, you're going to be surprised. There's 12 draft picks. I don't know if all of them make the roster at the end of training camp, but I do think you're going to be surprised with how many contribute right away and how many you know long-term pieces the Colts were able to pick up last weekend. I could have seen Ballard taking two cornerbacks through seven, seven <laughs> picks. I mean, I could have, but I'm asking you that. Are you surprised at all that we got three total? And I know the hall was big, obviously, with 12 picks. Not really, because it was that big of a need uh, going into the draft. You lost Brandon Faison, Stephon Gilmore traded in the offseason. Plus, if you look at it, I mean, Isaiah Rogers hasn't been a full-time starter yet, a consistent full-time starter. 
Dallas Flowers played some on defense last year, but not a ton as a rookie. Kenny Moore and Rodgers are going to be free agents this time next offseason. So I thought it made sense for the Colts to address that position as often as they did, considering where they're at with that group on the roster. And quite frankly, the Colts last year, Jeffrey, they gave up 68% completion percentage from their corners last season, which was 31st in the NFL. So a shakeup is not necessarily a bad thing when you bring in some some top-end talent to play the cornerback position. So all the corners, as I said, big, all over six foot two. Julius Brents, Darius Rush, Jalen Jones, who they drafted in the uh, seventh round, big, long, fast, and tough guys to throw over when you're talking about press man-to-man and when you're talking about tight windows down the field. That's Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. Follow him on Twitter at Maytay Colts. Okay, we're going to have some competition in that defensive backfield room, but Maytay, what do you think position group-wise, the way it is, and I know it's early, and this will probably change by the time we get to camp, but right now, what's the most competitive position group where we're going to see a lot of action on who plays oh, come man. 23? Great question. It's got to be tight end, don't you think? Sure, there's a lot of guys in that room. I mean, I think without question, this this room is huge now. Mo Cox, Jelani Woods, Kylan Granson, Will Mallory, Drew Ogletree, don't forget about him, coming off that torn ACL Farrell Brown, who the Colts picked up in free agency a few weeks back. So, I mean, how many how many tight ends can you keep? Four? Got to find guys. Yeah, gotta, I mean, those are athletic freaks when you're talking about Jelani Woods and, and, and Ogletree. Right. That, those guys are tight end slash wide receiver type guys, but they can also block. I'm not saying they can't. we got a guy like sure. Farrell Brown. He's a road grader. I mean, he's an extra extra and, offensive tackle sometimes. And I think Mallory's kind of in line or the, in the same mold as a Kylan Granson, a guy who's good in the ground game and the passing game, 6'5", 245 last year uh, led Miami in receiving among all pass catchers, wide receivers included. His career reception and yardage total were the second most by a tight end in program history. So bottom line, man, somebody's not making this team. Somebody of note at the tight end position is not making this team. I mean, think about how good Drew Ogletree looked last year in camp before his injury. So if he comes back post-surgery, he could really complicate in a good way um, the Colts' depth and the talent they have at that tight end position. And and with the running game of Anthony Richardson and Jonathan Taylor, tight end is going to be a huge focal point next year in the offense, in the ground game, and then obviously what those guys can do through the air. More athletes everywhere. Mm-hmm. I love it, especially in that in that tight end room. Maytay, this weekend a different one. Those draft choices are going to be in the building for a rookie minicamp, as well as some other invitees that have a chance to be invited to camp on this. And the Colts also went through some cuts earlier in the last couple of days. Yeah, so Shane's, to make room for all those undrafted free right, agents. Right, that are coming in. This is Shane Steichen's first go at this thing, as far as being a head coach, okay? What's the biggest takeaway? What are his biggest goals for this short week? where he literally is looking eye-to-eye with the rookie drafted class and the undrafted cats. Well, I mean, certainly, I mean, the headliner is Anthony Richardson. And, you know, where is he at in terms of initially being able to process and execute on the field? I don't think you're going to have any problem with him being coachable. But it's see where he's at in terms of being able to process information and being able to bounce back from mistakes because it's going to be hard. There's going to be mistakes made by Anthony Richardson, right? Mm -hmm. He only played in those 13 games in college. In fact, Jeffrey, I know we've talked about this off the air, but before this last draft class, there's been 30 quarterbacks drafted in the first round in the last 10 years, okay? So of those 30, 10 of them played right away, played right away week one. Their combined record in their first year was 46-91-2. Oof. 
and only one of them made the playoffs. So obviously there's going to be ups, there's going to be downs for Richardson right away. And here's the thing, with me giving you those numbers, it's not me advocating that he shouldn't play right away. In fact, it's the opposite. I'm just saying it's not exclusively about wins and losses next season for Anthony Richardson. It's about getting better, growing, learning, developing, and getting acclimated to the NFL as early as possible as, again, he's now the Colts' solid footing at quarterback for the foreseeable future. Can't wait. And that cat is a unique athlete. So, Matt, I, I, I'm i with you. And I know the odds say these guys win for every three games. They win one right. and lose two, basically. But maybe this cat's different. We're going to find out more about that. This is The Last Word, brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more with FanDuel, proud sportsbook partner of the Indianapolis Colts. You know who loves Anthony Richardson? ESPN's Dan Orlovsky. Dan He's been talking this cat up for a lot of months. We're going to find out why he loves Anthony Richardson so much and what to look for with this Colts team and a rookie quarterback. That's all coming up right here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We're giving you all you need to know on the Colts. This is The Last Word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. Welcome back to The Last Word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel, 93.5107.5 The Fan. You can make every moment more with our friends at FanDuel Mate, a little picking, a little grinning. What do you think? What's going on here? I kind of like it. It's the Broken Spoke Shuffle by CCR. How old is it? Oh, it's got to be at least 68 through 70. <laughs> I mean, not a lyric to be found in this song. 50-year-old music, I me? love you. <laughs> the young but always old Matt Taylor, I love you. Always old but still young Matt Taylor. Good stuff. Hey, don't forget with the next pick, it is back, presented by our friends at Verizon. This is an Emmy Award-winning show, behind-the-scenes draft preview video. It has returned with the next pick. Part two of the series dropped yesterday. You're not going to want to miss it. You get behind the scenes. You go in the draft room with the Steikens and the Ballards and the Ursays and find out what <laughs> led up to the pick Indeed. of Anthony Richardson. It is breathtaking it's at awesome. times. Yeah, it really awesome. is. So well done to the Colts' Emmy-winning content team. They have hit a home run yet again. Now. Let us talk to NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky. Speaking of Emmys. All right, yeah, this guy's award winner right here. He loves Anthony Richardson, loves Chris Ballard, loves what they did with this year's draft. So let's hear from Orlovsky on why he's so high on the pick of Anthony Richardson, why he's going to fit in nicely with this Shane Steichen offense, and what to expect from the big man in his rookie year. Here's Dano. Joining us now from ESPN, I like to call him America's Coach. Because he does explain to America what is going on the football field. Former quarterback for the Colts as well. This is Dan Orlovsky. Welcome to the show, Dan. Good to be on. I have not heard that kind of nickname. I like it, though. Yeah, I, I like it. I, America's I coach. I will take it. I will take it. No, no pressure, by the America's way. America's coach, man. Take it. That's it. We look yeah, to you. I'll take it. Man. Hey, hey I want to start off early. Uh, Anthony Richardson taking fourth overall. The campaign started for him months and months ago that everybody has loved this kid and his talent, but you, Dan Orlovsky, have have talked about him several times, more than several times, on your show and social media as well. You know, he is a unique, unique quarterback prospect and showing skills and vital signs that have not been seen before in the NFL. You know, 7-6 and six overall there, the completion percentage is down, playing at a big-time program like that. Why is, should all that be overlooked and know that this is a can't-miss product coming out of Florida and Anthony Richardson? Yeah, because there's never been a player that is athletically or physically talented at the quarterback spot like Anthony. 
And we are in an era where that probably matters as much as your traditional thinking of quarterback play with how smart you are or how well you see a coverage or how accurate you are type of thing. So but for me, it goes back. I called Anthony's first game in college football, really, uh, three seasons ago or two seasons ago for Florida. And I remember in the game watching him make a couple of throws and then he runs off 60, 70-yard touchdown run. And I was doing the broadcast and I went to my partner being like, why is this kid not starting? Because that was a time where Dan Mullen, who was the head coach, was starting Emory Jones. And, you know, the transfer portal has made that stuff so unique. And so in that moment, I was sitting there going, this is exactly what quarterback spot in the NFL looks like right now, the great ones. Back to last season, first game of the year against Utah, I call that game, and he's spectacular in the game, just absolutely lights out. After that game, I went on Paul Feinbaum's show, and I said, if he doesn't play another down, he's a top-10 pick. He's that talented. And the more you heard about Anthony as a person, you heard great work ethic, really smart kid, good leadership that's only going to get better the more he matures. And I think when you look at the physical talent that he has, the natural loose upper body that he has as a thrower combined with some of the intangibles – it's really hard to figure out how and or why he'll fail. And listen, I'll talk about Florida a little bit as well so people get context. 53% complete completion percentage. Mm-hmm. 106 teams in college football caught the ball better than Florida last year. Drops are all over their tape. Now, the one pushback people say was, well, Dan, you could say that about every quarterback. No, you can't. <laughs> go watch Ohio State. They don't drop the ball. You know, go, go, go watch – Oklahoma, go watch USC. They don't drop the ball. So, and 19 throwaways because people couldn't get open. I would challenge people to find me a perimeter player, a wide receiver, a tight end, or a back that's going to be an NFL player at Florida last year. They just, Florida's talent was just wasn't good. And so, mm-hmm. um, 19 throwaways with all those drops. And I said this if you take one throwaway a game, and you take one incompletion a game, and you make those completions, mm-hmm. it goes from 53 to 64, and no one's pointing to the completion percentage anymore. So the variables surrounding him had major impact on his the results of the performance. Dan, for you, what, going along with that, what tells you that Richardson's going to be able to fit with Shane Steichen, and, and those two are going to be able to kind of make it work on offense together? Yeah, I think no well number one, if you if you just watched like every single snap of Anthony's and you just watched him execute the quarterback position, you would say, Can he do things at the line line of scrimmage pre snap? Maybe not as much as like a CJ Straub, but like can you give him information to get in and out of plays? Yes. And that's something Philly does with some of their run game concepts and then their RPO concepts, so yes. Number two can he read the RPO game that has multi-levered things? Like like sometimes the RPO, the run-pass option, is like, hey, if that nickel defender is inside towards the football, like in the box towards the football and the slot receiver's a little uncovered, throw a bubble. We got 11-year-olds doing that kind of stuff nowadays. But the layered RPOs are, hey, I want you to read the backside safety and he spins to the middle of the field when the ball gets snapped. Then I want your eyes to go to that drop-down safety into the boundary, and if he fills real quick, we'll replace it with a slant. If he hangs, then we'll hand. There's multiple layers to the RPOs. So can he operate that? Yep, he did that at Florida. And then you watch the pocket movement, the pocket strength, and the drop-back passing game, and you go, 
all right, how does this kid's pocket feel in movement? What do his eyes do when he has to move? Well, he does that, so you feel good about the drop-back game. And, again, I think he's plenty accurate given some of the throws or most of the throws he made last year. And if you watch what Shane did with Jalen, the use of the quarterback run, the threat of the quarterback run, the simplification of some of their pass concepts, you sit there and go, yeah, there's a lot of evidence not only that he can do this, but we can kind of build on top of what he did in Philadelphia because of the runaway speed he has. Dan Orlovsky from ESPN right there. We're talking Anthony Richardson. Do you design run plays for him, or is it simply when you talk about the RPO, you know, take what you can get? I'm just talking about, like, Jalen Hurts, you, you mentioned, missing three or four games last year during a playoff run. Is that something they have to keep in mind, you know, if you're Shane Steichen in this offensive unit? Do we want to run Anthony Richardson a lot? Obviously, he is a mismatch, but you got to keep the quarterback healthy, Dan. Yeah, you do, though, because, that, like, I've always said this about these quarterbacks that you can do the quarterback run with. To tell them or to not use – to tell them not to run with the football or to not use that as part of your offense is like telling LeBron – you can't go to the rim. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what makes them great. It's their superpower. Mm. And there's always going to be the conversation around when to do it and how to do it and how much to do it. Um, you feel great about six foot four, 240 pounds. You feel great that he carried the ball a decent amount in the SEC. So I would say eight to ten times a game, you're designing a run game play that can, he can be the ball carrier in. Sometimes that is that zone read concept where he's reading a defender, a defensive end, or a linebacker. It doesn't mean he will be the ball carrier, but it means that you're okay if he is that ball carrier. And so, yeah, you gotta you got to be willing to do that stuff, and he's got to be smart and know when to use his size and physicality to his strength and when to be smart. And guys learn that. Josh Allen's going through it in the NFL right now, so – It'll always be a conversation around players that are used in that way, Josh Allen, Lamar, Jalen Hurts. Mm -hmm. Um, But it makes everything about that player in that offense better. Dan, last one from me. Uh, you know, when, when you talk about Richardson, now the million-dollar question around here is, when's he going to play? What, what are some things that you would need to see from Richardson at quarterback in the spring and the summertime in deciding whether or not he's ready to start early on in the season? I would make him prove to me that he's not capable of it. I, I would make him show me we're going to make a mistake with this young man if we play him. Mm-hmm. Like if, if And everyone always uses this phrase, like, is he ready? No, no, of course not. I mean, it's a freaking NFL. It's hard. Right. But I think, does he have a skill set that allows him to go survive a little bit early on? Athleticism automatically becomes a check mark for that. I think the biggest question in all of that is, do you truly believe that he is mentally tough enough to handle the failure? Because it, it, it will happen early on. Maybe it only happens for a month or six weeks. He, he will have tough moments. Is he mentally tough enough to just handle that and to know and believe this is all part of the growing process, the growing pains of playing that position in the NFL. If you believe that and you've got the right people around him to support him in those difficult moments, I think he plays. And I think he plays right away. I I wouldn't let six weeks go by in the season before getting him onto the field. He's got to play. And the only way to get better is getting on the field and going through that. So I would play him. I would know he's going to have tough moments. And I would just encourage him, we are going to go through this together and we are going to rip this Band-Aid off 
and we are trying to go be great. Chris Ballard's quote is exactly everything. I, I went for the kid that I think I could hit the grand slam on because I don't want to see someone else get that at bat. That's right. Okay? That's right. So, like, if you're going to hit the grand slam, man, you can't dip your toe in the water. You jump in, play him right away. Well, you sound a lot like Colts owner Jim Ursay. Give him the ball. It's going to be mistakes, but let him work his way through it. That's America's coach. His name is Dan Orlovsky <laughs> from ESPN Live. And the last last question for me, the AFC South. Is it a one-horse race when it comes to Jacksonville with the veteran Trevor Lawrence there? Now we're looking at potentially Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, and C.J. Stroud in the AFC South. Right now it is Jacksonville's division, yes, because of the season that they have and the, the second year and continuity and all that. That being said, I think India is intriguing because we don't know what this young man is going to be. I mean, he might come in and have a Cam Newton's rookie year. We don't know. Alec Pearson, Michael Pittman might have breakout seasons because of the matchups that they're going to have. I think Houston's going to be better than people expect as well because of the talent that they've added. So um, Tennessee is still – I think Tennessee is very much in transition. They want to get younger. So it's Jacksonville's division, but there is – a little bit of, like, unknown intrigue with both Houston and Indy. Absolutely. Dan Orlowski from NFL Live. Can't wait for the season to start. Keep up the great work. We watch you day in and day out. And like I said, you are now officially titled America's Coach. We love it. Thanks. I'm putting that on a T-shirt. Always appreciate you guys. Thank you. See you, Dan. Thanks so much. Maytay, if we needed somebody to confirm that pick, Dan Orlovsky just did it. Yes, he did. He's all over. And and fascinating fascinating breakdown from Dan. I mean, love – there towards the end when he's talking about what he would need to see from Richardson in order to play. Love it. I mean, he was honest, kind of talked about what we talked about at the beginning, like it's going to be hard. Is the NFL ready? Probably not, right? He's played 13 games in college football, but he's got so much upside and he can do so many things that most quarterbacks can't with his athleticism. The Colts are going to try to put him into as many winning situations as possible from a scheme standpoint, from a coaching standpoint, and make it easy on him in terms of being able to play fast, think quickly, make good decisions, but ultimately it's use what got you here, and that's his athleticism, and that's his right arm. I love what he said. Hey, don't forget about the drops from the roster of the University of Florida and football I, and program. And I think he's spot on on I that, I mean, too. I'm serious. He gets one more completion a game. He's over 60%. And then we're, we're not talking, talking about, about yeah, that. Exactly. Point. Can't wait to watch this young man do what he does. Don't forget, you can download the weekly official Colts podcast featuring the latest news, analysis, insight, and interviews regarding your Colts. This week, we recapped the draft, talked with Jason West, the high school football coach, a former Warren Central star cornerback and newest Colt, Julius Brents. He was drafted by the Colts in the second round. Also, we have some special recap editions of Inside the Draft with Shane Hallam from the Draft Countdown and Charlie Campbell, our buddy, from Walter Football. Check all that out right now on Colts.com, the Colts mobile app, and the Colts audio network anywhere you download your podcast. Don't forget, the last word is brought to you by our friends at Meyer. Meyer, the official super center of the Indianapolis Colts, proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Thanks to Dan Orlovsky. Coming up, we're going to talk with Darius Rush, Colts cornerback, the rookie out of South Carolina, and what he's expecting in his first year at Gus Bradley's defense. We're also going to give you the Forum Credit Union question of the week. This is the last word. We're here on 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. We talk Colts football every Friday on The Last Word, the off-season radio home of the Colts with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor from the Indiana Union Construction Industry Radio Studio. Welcome back to Last Word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. 
Make every moment more with FanDuel, proud sportsbook partner of your Indianapolis Colts. The Colts are also proud to announce a partnership with Tom Petty because he's always on this freaking show. Every no, week, no, almost. He's, no, he's I mean, not. I spread it out. God rest his soul. I do, but I, I mean, do spread it out. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Petty and the Colts have a nice partnership, man. <laughs> there's, a, there's a recurrence of Tom Petty, but it's not as bad as you think. All right. <laughs> okay. I love it, bro. I mean, Keep if we do, coming. if we do, let's say 30 shows in the off season. Yeah, yeah. 22 of them have Petty <laughs> or Petty into influence. And seven or eight. <laughs> All, right. All right. Come on. You'll get my. You'll get more Tom Petty right here on the last word with Mate, Matt Taylor, boys. Just come hang out with me in my garage. Oh, man, forget it. All those Cincinnati Reds posters. Yeah. Chris Sabo all, and Barry Larkin. All, all of our banners from the last couple of years hanging, right? Hey, don't forget the Colts have teamed up with Anthem, Blue Cross, and Blue Shield. There's a partnership. To recognize school teachers, administrators, nurses, and staff members who go above and beyond for their students, schools, and their communities. Nominate your classroom quarterback today at Colts.com slash classroom quarterbacks. Forum Credit Union question of the week. Get you ready for the weekend with this one. Mayte, you have zero and I mean zero chance oh, contraire, to get this one. Let's hear it. Zero chance to get this one. Maybe Casey Vallier was in the one who drummed this one up. The Colts selected Kansas State cornerback Juju Brents with the 44th pick in the second round. Okay. Brents, who grew up on the east side of Indy, is the first Warren Central high school product drafted by the Colts since Jeff George was selected number one overall in 1990. Okay. He is also, now listen up, he's also the 11th player from Warren Central to play in the NFL and the sixth player from that group to play for the Colts. Wow. Can you name the other five Warren Central graduates that played for the Colts, had a relationship with the Colts, was even on a practice squad? It doesn't matter. I'm more surprised that six of the 11 have played for the Colts. How about that? More than that, right? Okay, so we've got Juju Brents, obviously, there. I need one, two, three, four, five other names. Well, give me four because we already gave you George. So can you give me any? And one was pretty recent. Uh, Krishan Hogan. There it was. Wide receiver from Marion. The big man. That's right. He had a stint with the Saints, I believe, after he went from us. Yep. Let's see. Uh, There was one not too long ago. Not a huge stint with the Colts. Sheldon Day. Sheldon Day, absolutely. Ended up going to play at Notre Dame, if memory serves. After Warren. He played with the Colts. All right. Um, And then I remember... This young man starting at center in a game against the Seattle Seahawks in the noise against the 12s, if you will, up there in the Northeast. What year was that? Or the Northwest. Deshaun um, Bond you're 20, talking 2017, about. 2017, I want to say. 2017, Deshaun yeah, Bond started right. at center for Warren Central. Deshaun Bond. And then I can't. Deshaun Bond. I called him Deshaun. I apologize. And so Deshaun Bond center. We got one more running back. And it's a name, too. I didn't even I didn't know he even went to Warren Central. I don't know. Darren Evans. Running oh, back, yeah, like Darren Evans. The 2010, 2011 sure. neighborhood there. Okay, that's right. yeah. Had a yeah. cup of coffee with a few uh, mm-hmm. NFL teams. So that's not bad. I love the pretty, hometown question. Pretty impressive. Visit the Forum Credit Union Fan Forum section of Colts.com. You can interact with fans online, post a topic, participate in various discussions regarding your Colts. Forum Credit Union helping members live their financial dreams. Earlier today, Casey Vallier and I got a chance to sit down with Colts rookie Darius Rush after his first taste of the NFL this weekend at the Colts rookie minicamp here's a listen first walkthrough under your belt your first interaction with these players your 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 teammates here first time in the nfl i know it's fast i know it's right on you but how you feeling uh, i'm feeling great um just to get in this building and get around a couple guys that i'm familiar with such as uh jalen jones and um julius played with those guys uh, in their senior bowl and i trained with jalen so just to have familiar faces and we know we have 
uh, one opportunity, and that's to come here and just compete, honestly. Um, we know that we're coming to make this organization better. That's why they drafted us, and we're just here to win some games. There is. Chris Ballard went after athletes, freak athletes like yourself. You're a big cornerback, a 6'2 guy, long reach. Played wide receiver coming out of high school, played <laughs> yes. wide receiver at college, and they switched you over. Are your best days ahead of you as a defensive back? Oh, most definitely. I'll say um, prior to these past like couple years in college, I mean, two years of production, but it was great production. So I just feel as though my ceiling is still high, and it's a lot of production to still go. Now, with that transition from wide receiver to corner, how much does that benefit you, kind of being able to see it from both sides of the ball? Uh, it benefits a lot, especially um, being at receiver. You know you want to um, – as a receiver, you want to get open, you know. So you, you base that off your splits maybe or based off the, your release. So to identify those and understand what can possibly come next and anticipate what's coming next, um, it, it keeps me a little bit ahead of the game still. So – um, you know, like your route tree, you only got outside routes, outside releases, and inside route, inside releases. So based off those kind of releases and the different concepts that's come with it, you can kind of anticipate and um, be able to make plays on the ball. Now you're drafted here with the Colts. We can't really talk about this draft without mentioning the guy they took fourth overall with Anthony Richardson. Now you played against him last year. How beneficial is it to kind of know that, but also know that you won't have to go up against him on Sundays? <laughs> uh, definitely, because I know I'm going against a guy who loves football and, he, and loves to compete. Uh, playing against him and knowing what kind of quarterback he is, I mean, the Colts, we, we got a great one. So um, to play against him was a great opportunity to see what kind of person he is and just going through this whole process, learning the kind of person he is. He's a baller. He's a guy who wants to compete and he wants to win games. What kind of quarterback can these Colts fans expect out of you? A cornerback play, rather, meaning – Gus Bradley's defensive coordinator. We know the Legion of Boom back in Seattle back in the day. What did he like? Big corners, and that's absolutely the role that you fill. What do you bring into Gus Bradley's defense? One thing I'm bringing to this defense is uh, you're bringing a guy in who's going to make plays on the ball for sure. A guy who's going to come in, make plays on the ball, create turnovers. And we're coming here to, uh, we're gonna, like I said, we're going to get the offense the ball as many times as possible. You know, we have a goal in mind, and that's to get the ball because it's all about the ball. So that's one thing that we uh, pride ourselves on in that DB room and as a defense. Take, take me through, you graduate from, from South Carolina, congratulations. Sports and entertainment management, yes, if sir. memory serves. I mean, after your playing days are done, you're going to be like one of the biggest moguls in sports and entertainment. I can see it already. But from that time, before that combine, all the way up until now, what has been the focus for you? And what have you done with your family, your friends, your management team? Um, I'll say the focus for me was to really showcase myself, honestly, um, knowing that I'm only two years into the like, – actually playing mm -hmm. but it's like I said I'm the only difference is guys just have four years of a film that's literally the only difference in my opinion I'm still a guy who can compete I can make plays on the ball I can play corner I can play press man I can play zone I'm still a corner at the end of the day whether it's two years or four years so um, that's just me and that's one thing I really wanted to um, emphasize in this draft that I am a corner and I'm no matter how how long I've been playing I, I'm able to do it now take us through, we saw the video of, of you getting the phone call from Chris Ballard. What is that moment like? I mean, I've never been drafted. Jeffrey's never been drafted. What was that like for you getting drafted by the Colts? Man, honestly, it was, oh, man. I, it was just, it was surreal at the moment. Um, like, phone hasn't rang, like, since for a couple, like, two days. I'm like, when is it going to come? And yeah. then just to feel that vibration and hear it chime, and I looked down, I'm like, I'm, I jumped. Like, I was like. <laughs> I thought it was like a ghost for a second. <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> believe it. Um, but just to get that call, and um, I saw it was the Indianapolis Colts. I answered. I'm like, oh, like this is this is real. Like this is coming. This is like a dream come true. So it, it was it was so surreal, and it was very appreciative, honestly. Um, 
I got off and I was like very appreciative of the organization for even calling me, you know, so I'm um, just happy to be a Colt, you know. Now in the draft, the Colts selected three cornerbacks, so you kind of have three guys that kind of on that same trajectory that yeah. could be that secondary that the Colts are looking at for years to come. How exciting is that to kind of have three guys to just grow into this defense? Man, have three guys to come in and like we're coming in, we're trying to come make an impact, you know. So taking them this rookie mini camp, I mean, we're going to come in. I mean, we all know we have a job to do, and we all know we're here to compete for a certain spot. But we're also here to make each other better at the end of the day. On the love I have for those two guys, and but um, I'm going to hold them accountable. They're going to hold me accountable, and we're just going to make the best of it and make a dynasty here, you know. You're on a field that I watched Peyton Manning walk off hundreds of times, Bob Sanders, Stephon Gilmore last year. Greatness all around here. First day on the job. What's going through your head? Um, it's it's really it's just really to come out here and just compete. Honestly, just to like I say, just can showcase what I can do because um, they drafted me for a reason. And I'm here to fulfill that role that they've got me um, here to do. So um, it's amazing to be here and just grateful for this opportunity. You want an athlete? We got one right here, Darius Rush. Appreciate your time. Yes, sir. Impressive dude, gonna make an impact. I like what we're doing with the the defensive backfield this year, Mate. A mm -hmm. lot of size, a lot of length, a lot of a lot of reach from these athletes. Can't wait till this thing gets rolled. No question about it. I mean, 12 draft picks, Jeffrey, over 25 undrafted free agents. You know, a handful of tryout guys. So, a lot of guys trying to make a good impression this weekend with the rookie minicamp. Exciting times here for the Colts. And we'll see how many guys are uh, here in the fall for training camp. Eventually, how many guys uh, have staying power and contribute for this team next We're year. We're here every Friday talking Colts football, getting you ready for training camp up in Westfield. Mayte, busy weekend. Because yeah, good luck, all man. The, all the rigmarole starts with uh, – with here, I mean, the month of May's here, so we got an auto race. Yes. We're, we're going to get to that in a couple more shows down the road. <laughs> but there's a horse race down in Louisville right now. I'm going to give you a long shot winner. Uh oh. Long shot winner, Rocket Can. Right now he's 30 to 1, and I also like Lord Miles at 30 to 1. Rocket Can and Lord Miles, my early if I, Christmas gift. If I was gift a betting man, you. Jeffrey, you would be my first call. I'm just saying, watch those This upsets. guy's plugged in, ladies and gentlemen. This is the last word. 93.5107 by the fan. Coming up next, tracks with Kurt Cavan and Kevin Leon at 8 o'clock. You got Beyond the Bricks with Mike Thompson and Jake Query. We'll talk to you next week.